This is episode number 30 of the Polyglot Developer Podcast, and I'm your host, Nick Raboy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. The topic of today's episode is around being a part of a developer community or even establishing your own developer community. With me, I have special guest Vijay Menon, who actually runs quite a few meetup groups in Los Angeles, California. One of his most popular groups is JavaScript LA, and that has more than 2,000 registered members that he grew from scratch. There are numerous reasons on why you might want to be a part of a developer community. And if there's no developer communities in your area, that doesn't mean that you can't be a part of one. You can go ahead and create one yourself. And these are all th- things that we're going to be discussing in this particular episode between me and VJ. With that said, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, I'm with VJ Menon, and we're going to be talking about not only being a part of a developer community, but starting your own. But before we get into the core material of this particular episode, I want to give BJ a chance to introduce himself. So how are you doing, BJ? Hey, I'm doing great, Nick. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, so uh, basically a little bit about me, um, you know, for all the people listening, I've done programming for almost, you know, uh, eight years now. And when I started, you know, I started at a time when, um, you know, I, well, I was going to say programming was hard, but, you know, comparatively speaking, I feel like it's gotten just harder um, to, you know, if if you will. But at that time when I started, um, there weren't things like community meetup groups. And so for those of you who don't know, um, I am an organizer for JavaScript LA, which is a community meetup group um, for people interested in learning front end and full stack development with JavaScript. Um, that's in Los Angeles and Orange County, um, you know, and we have pretty sizable amount of uh, membership, which is pretty cool. Um, over the last five years, I've been doing that in addition to working. So, so what's your overall development background then? So, yeah, um, when I started, I started off just doing front end development and that was my thing for a long time. Um, more recently now, I've been doing full stack development. Um, I've worked, you know, um, at different uh, agencies in Los Angeles over the past, you know, eight years. Um, some of it was a lot of uh, entertainment categories like movies. Um, I did some projects for Sony, uh, Adam Sandler. Um, then later on, like I moved into more, um, you know, like the medical field. So I'm currently working at Radnet, where you know I handle a lot of the development. Um, I've been doing mainly LAMP stack development. So I've been doing a lot of PHP, but we used uh, jQuery on the front end, you know, over the last few years. And then we more recently started looking into things like, you know, JavaScript frameworks. Um, and right around that time too, you know, when we started looking into those things, that was when JavaScript itself was starting to grow as a programming language, um, more away from like the jQuery thing to you know, more Angular, React. And so, you know, like I was, on one hand, I was trying to develop, and on the other hand, trying to learn, you know, all these new things coming out. So 
that's why I felt, you know, JavaScript LA kind of took off um, as far as being a meetup, you know, a community meetup that I started organizing. Um, but yeah, you know, like, so. Uh, so did you, was, did, you mm-hmm. did you start this meetup group in order for you yourself to learn or for others to learn or were there other reasons? So yeah, um, it was mainly, you know, out of, <laughs> out of my own personal need to kind of get better at learning JavaScript. Um, you know, in the early days of this, uh, it was more, um, you know, I would ask friends, you know, at work, uh, do you know, you know, about this particular new framework? I think at the time, you know, the one that was starting to get some traction was Backbone JS, and I'd find out that some of my peers had no idea what that was. <laughs> so instead, like I went on meetup.com and, you know, I uh, put out, I, I learned to use the toolkit, you know, pretty early. And, you know, I put up um, a post and I said, does anybody want to meet up to talk about Backbone JS, you know, or jQuery new plugins? And, you know, I was surprised because people actually said yes. And so I, you know, I've always done like pretty well with organizing, Um, you know, even in my past life before I was a programmer, you know, I was doing a lot of, um, you know, internet marketing and working with agencies. That's kind of how I got into programming to begin with, but um, we would organize events. And so for me, that was kind of easy. I was able to contact, you know, local companies nearby, like we, when we started, I contacted, I think the um, Q recruiting agency um, near the airport for LAX, you know, and um, I think it was just like word of mouth. Like I was just kind of talking about JavaScript LA to some friends. Somebody said, oh, you know, why don't you talk to this particular agency? And so we had our meetup there, <laughs> you know, right after work, 6.30. Um, you know, and then all the people came from Meetup. It wasn't a, like this massive turnout at the beginning. It was more just, I would say, like maybe, you know, five or 10 people that kind of showed up at the beginning. And um, I remember like feeling so nervous because when I started, you know, these meetups, I used to think that people, you know, who would come would look at me as if like I was this, you know, like, like complete idiot (laughs) Um, because like, you know, I was asking questions about like a particular framework and I didn't know it that well. So the whole point of like meeting up, I thought like, you know, other experts were gonna like, you know, somehow dominate the meetup or like challenge me on like what I needed to know. And, you know, just kind of like make me look bad. But (laughs) I found out that, you know, it wasn't really the, the case. Like. Or what I what I found was that a lot of people coming to the meetups were um, people just like me. And you know, when we did the meetups together at the beginning, it was really just us figuring out a lot of the code bases together. And I was I was um, I was really happy. You know, like I was like, oh, this is great. You know, like it's not so bad. You know, having these meetups, I feel like I'm learning. You know, outside of work even though work is stressful and, you know, I've got to learn, like at work, you have this expectation, I think, where you're supposed to know (laughs) everything about the programming language. 
you know, they don't want you studying on company time. They kind of want you to just solve the problems, you know, when you get them. Um, problems are always changing though, right? Exactly. And I, I always kind of feel like, you know, this is the weirdest thing about like, you know, our society, maybe like our corporate culture, um, you know, in the past decade, I think like, you know, there's been sort of like this de-emphasis on training your employees and instead, you know, like people are kind of, I won't say like expendable, but you know, they, there's just this thing that, you know, the companies feel like you need to learn all this stuff, right. To do your job um, on your own time. Right. If you don't have the skills, then it's kind of like, they don't want you, which I think is kind of backwards. I, I really feel like, but I feel like that's kind of why, like, you know, things like meetups have taken off so much in the last, you know, 10 years is because, you know, everybody I talk to nowadays, um, and especially then when I started, you know, having these meetups, um, you know, they would say, you know, this is great. I'm so glad you're having this meetup, you know, on Backbone JS or, you know, Angular JS, you know, because I'm afraid to ask these questions at work for fear of, you know, um, not looking like the person with answers, you know. Are so, these uh, junior engineers or are these senior engineers or just everyone in general? It was um, a good mix of junior, mid-level, and even some senior uh, engineers. I remember when we started, we had a lot of people coming in from Java backgrounds. Um, so that's not to be confused with JavaScript, yeah. right? Java is the older language, um, you know, that's mainly used for software engineering. But we had a lot of people like that um, coming to the meetups and saying, you know, I hear so much about JavaScript. You know, I'm an ASP guy. I'm a .NET, you know. Um, I don't know so much about, you know, whatever is going on, you know, with uh, with React, right? Like, I don't know too much about React, but I kind of want to know so that I can keep my job. <laughs> That's sure. what, you know, I would hear. And so I would feel like, well, I mean, if you have already kind of learned all of this stuff in software engineering, this should be kind of easy to pick up. But, you know, I was always stunned by like, yeah, you know, JavaScript itself is sort of like a complex language to pick up and learn. And so it only makes sense. And, you know, now like having done this for, you know, over five years, you know, I still feel like there are days that, you know, as much as I know, you know, my JavaScript, as much as I've learned so much with this meetup group, there are days where I still feel really stumped because something's changed. Right, like when ECMAScript 6 came out, um, I was like, oh my God, there's so much new syntax. And, you know, I have to spend some time really learning all of this new syntax because, you know, I only know the old syntax. And so I remember it taking me some time to get up to speed. And around that time too, at the meetups, I used to teach, you know, um, you know, the fundamentals of JavaScript. And all of a sudden when uh, ES6, ECMAScript 6 came out in 2015, um, you know, I was getting tons and tons of questions about it. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, you know, I guess long story short here, right? Like development for the most part is always, you know, getting a little bit more complicated, complex. I think that's kind of why like, you know, it doesn't matter like where you are in your career. You know, sometimes you just need to like take some time to go learn the new thing. And it's always helpful to have other people you can talk to to kind of bounce off ideas. And so that's why we have these meetup groups. You know, I think that's the main reason people come to them. So it sounds like your main reason for, for being a part of a meetup group or even having your own meetup group is for the developer education. Is that correct? Exactly. It's a big part of why I think this group has been so successful, you know. And it and usually, uh, I mean, I I attend plenty of meetups as well, and I've I've attended yours as well. A lot of the time, you're you're getting this expert kind of lecturing and and presentation, and usually you don't have to pay anything, right? You you go to these presentations uh, that are university level sometimes, um, or sometimes the quality that you would typically in, in a, a prof- professional training program, you'd have to pay quite a bit of money for, right? That's right, and that's. That's kind of like the secret sauce. Um, I remember like in our agenda for today, (laughs) there is one, Um, you know, like you kind of asked me about, you know, like what, what separates us kind of like from, you know, other groups. And, and so this is based on my own like personal, like, you know, upbringing, like when I went to school, you know, like, I was always really interested. I'm talking about college, by the way. Sure. I was really interested in going to a lot of like, you know, academic sessions and just um, learning for people who like to give, you know, very, um, you know, sophisticated, highly technical presentations. I always felt like, you know, those were really cool to attend because, you know, they would show the PowerPoints or whatever. They'd show different graphs, show like, you know, real-time testing, real-time explanations. And so I took a lot of those things um, with me. And so when I was working on this group at the beginning too, I tried to present in those uh, same ways. Like I would use a lot of charts, a lot of graphs. Um, I would do like um, live coding. And even if I like made a mistake, I know that my audience watching was like engaged and they were like, yeah, I'll help you out. You know, like sometimes some other people would come from the audience and just sort of like, you know, help me whiteboard something out or help me fix a piece of code. But they appreciated that so much because it was like something that, you know, they could say, yeah, I got, I went to this meetup group and I really got something out of this other than other, you know, as opposed to just going to like somebody else's meetup group and, you know, just like sitting back and like hearing somebody just lecture on and on and on about something very theoretical. Right. So. Sure. And every group is different. You're going to get yeah. a different experience all, all around the board. And there's not to say that that's a bad experience. It's just a different experience. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that was, that was partly like why we did so well. The other part though, is like, you know, remembering those things, um, you know, 
I started to, so around 2015, I started to get a little bit more um, busy with work. And I also, um, you know, got married uh, in 2016. And um, I had my uh, first child, you know, around that time too. So I decided, okay, I need to step back from doing meetups. But I started inviting a lot of people that I knew from the early days of the group, as well as outreach. You know, I would just contact a lot of people within LA. Um, I would network a lot. I would talk to people, um, you know, from uh, some of my favorite companies. So at that time, I think, um, you know, we were presenting at General Assembly. And I would talk to people who were teachers there and ask them to come speak at, you know, our group. And, you know, I would also ask them to present in the same style, you know, that I like, you know, like my, I know that my audience likes, you know, to be able to, you know, be a little hands-on, um, you know, engage with people, you know. I don't necessarily do this to everybody nowadays, but like I ask them to at least, you know, have some kind of deck that is a bit more interactive because, you know, that's that's what really makes us, you know, stand out from the rest as well as, you know, I think more or less like it ties back into the educational thing, right? Like I feel like if somebody can come to this group and, you know, learn something within the span of an hour, right? It's totally worth their time to come back again as opposed to, you know, going to the meetup and then just being like, ah, oh, like I didn't, I already learned this. I could have just, you know, I could have learned this um, from, you know, reading a tutorial online or watching something sure. on Udemy, you know? So yeah, you want that, you want that collaborative kind of uh, interactive experience, right? Exactly. So I think, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of that how we do it now. And so, um, you know, even to this day, like we still, you know, when we talk to people, we have some really cool guests coming, I think, um, later this year that, um, you know, I, I can tell you about. Um, so for one, we have um, this, uh, you know, uh, really accomplished um, young lady coming from um, Arizona. Her name is Adrian Tack. She wrote a book called Coding for Kids um, with the Python language. And, um, you know, she will be talking at our group about the advent of JavaScript. Um, and that will be uh, later this month, uh, July, at the time of this recording, uh, July 24th. It's, it's, funny you, you mentioned, it's funny you mentioned her name because I actually met her at CES. And she's going to be on uh, one of my next podcast episodes. Sweet. Um, she's, she's really cool. She's very knowledgeable. Yeah, she's, she's really awesome. Um, and I'm excited to hear that. Like, I'd love to hear that podcast as well. Um, yeah, you know, like I, I talked to her most recently. She has like this huge following on Instagram. I think almost 19,000 followers. Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. And she understands that same style, you know, that talking about like she, um, you know, wants people to learn by hands on. So, you know, that's, that's, that's really awesome for us. It, it meshes well with our, you know, our group's culture as well as, you know, like it's, she's a big, she's a big name. Right. And so, sure. you know, like it's kind of like sort of like the coming together of like minds. And I, I feel like that's cool. Um, 
see here. So in, uh, I'll, I'll stop you. I'll cut you off. I'll, I'll add yeah. my kind of story to it. So, yeah. so I'm also very heavily involved with meetups. Uh, like I mentioned, I've, of course, been to yours. Um, I run my own group as well. Um, some of the things that I see, and this, this kind of complements a lot to what you said as well. Um, I see a lot of people going to meetups, one for the, for the developer education, um, because you get, uh, you get to be a part of that community. But you, it's also a great way to network. Um, and um, by network, I mean, if, you, if you're looking for a job in the future, if you're, if you're looking to kind of get your name out there, um, it, it's a great thing to do to, to be around developers that are in your local community. Uh, these are these are people who live near you. They're part of your community. Um, that's that's one thing that I see a lot of. Another thing I see a lot of is it allows you if if you're part of a meetup group, if you're part of this community and it's kind of mellow, you trust it. Maybe you're kind of a nervous person. It gives you that opportunity to get that social interaction. Maybe maybe you present at a meetup and you kind of grow your skills as a presenter for public speaking. Uh, that helps with interview processes. It helps with a lot of different things, right? That's right. Um, yeah, basically, you know, just with this group's, you know, so many people who have been part of JavaScript LA have gone on. Um, you know, I remember like a lot of people coming in in the last few years um, as junior developers and, you know, trying to network a lot with our community and trying to meet, you know, more senior developers. Um, and, you know, at that time, we were also kind of trying to get more senior developers to join the group. Um, that's always kind of been like a sort of, um, you know, a chicken and the egg thing, right? Like we've had yep. some senior developers show up, but then like as they get very good, they sort of leave the community and they go on to just focus on their work. And it's like they don't really need the meetup anymore. Whereas, you know, the, the juniors and the mids, kind of stick around and they keep, you know, trying to talk and, you know, meet other people. Um, but what I have always like encouraged people to do was, okay, so, you know, it's good to network. It's good to meet others. It's good to try to like, you know, like sometimes we'll have people from, you know, um, a company come by like, you know, Disney for one, um, sometimes AT&T. Um, more recently we've had, um, a year-long commitment with farmers insurance and um, also uh, we've been working with apartments.com and so we'll have you know uh, these sponsors come to our you know meetup groups you know pay for the food and the drinks as well as like putting together the venue but at the same time you know when we have these junior developers come and you know talk and network um, you know, sometimes the feedback from the sponsors is, you know, they want to see a little bit more, you know, seasoned, you know, people were at the meetup group. So what I always encourage people to do is to, you know, present, you know, like either, okay, you've been studying Node.js for, you know, the last six months. What is it that you've learned about, you know, Node.js? Have you built your own, you know, application front end and back end? Can you talk about, you know, the pain points that you went through? And so the first reaction I always get is a lot of people are like, I don't know if I can do a meetup. Like, I don't feel confident. And I always say, well, if you don't feel confident in your own skills, how are you going to get hired? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how are you, you going to impress, you know, the, the recruiters coming in tonight, right? And, and so, like, I'll push back on them. And so 
but because I kind of push back on the, you know, these developers, um, I kind of feel like that kind of fires them up and they get a little bit more inspired. And so, sure. yeah, like the last, you know, few years we've seen a lot of people, you know, start off in this junior position and then do a meetup with the group. And the good part is that we've, um, you know, fully embraced things like YouTube. And so we record all our meetups, we'll put them on YouTube for the world to see. And, you know, I just say, you know, this is your chance. Mm -hmm. This is your chance to make a name for yourself. This is your chance to like show off to everybody, you know, what you can do and you'll probably get hired. In fact, little um, secret here, I didn't have to do like a traditional whiteboard interview to get my job or my last job. Um, all I had to do was show that I was active in a meetup and that I was able to present on various topics in front of an audience. And that was yeah. good enough for the people. Ama amazingly enough, I, I have the same situation. My, I think my last two jobs uh, is just based on what I've done in the community um, kind of stuff, not uh, traditional whiteboard stuff, like you said. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, that's, to me, like, that's super cool. You know, if you think about it, it's kind of like hacking, right? Like, the traditional way of getting a job is yep. applying on some website and then trying to, you know, get a foot in the door. Why do all that, you know, when you can use your brain and be a little bit more creative, hack the process and, you know, come the other way around, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say I was uh, I was going to take this uh, this episode into a different direction now, um, away sure. from well, why should you be part of a developer community? To well, how do you start your own developer community if there's not one in your local area? Um, so, I mean, you you gave you gave some minor details out. You said uh, working with sponsors to line up venues, maybe food, things like that. But I mean, what's the first step? How do you even how do you even get involved with starting, say, a meetup group or just any kind of group? It doesn't have to be meetup. So. Um, there's a couple things, right? Um, I am currently like working on a few new ideas, which I mean, I'll kind of explain maybe like here and there, but to answer your question, like it's, it's all about just kind of taking an idea. Like you look at, um, you know, what's already out there. And so, you know, like we have been kind of, you know, asked lately, like, you know, do you guys do hackathons, right? And, you know, my first uh, reaction to that was like, oh, we don't really do hackathons. We kind of just have workshops and sure. we have meetups. Um, but, you know, like the feedback was, and this is the feedback from the sponsors. Well, we really want to see a hackathon. <laughs> sure. And so we started looking and we started trying to see if, you know, anybody else in the community was doing hackathons. And there's a couple, you know, uh, groups in LA that are doing hackathons, but um, it's not really that widespread. So in researching that, right, like I decided, okay, you know what, why don't we just try jumping into this? And so uh, the first thing I started doing was just kind of, you know, contacting. Uh, so this is, this is my line of thought. It may be different sure. for anybody else trying to do it. But my, my line of thought was, okay, let's just, you know, contact, you know, a couple people already doing what we want to do and see how they do it. 
So um, I contacted a few people in LA as well as a few people in Orange County. And, you know, we just went to their groups. Uh, we went and checked out how they were doing things. And then we just took notes. And then, you know, like, yep. if we felt like they were doing a really good job, you know, I would, I was, <laughs> I told them, you know, I told them straight up, you know, yeah, I think you're doing a great job. You know, would you like support of JavaScript LA behind you? And they were like, yeah, this would be great. So, but in some cases, like we felt that it wasn't that good. And so we wrote down all the points and we were like, okay, this could have been better or this could have been better. Like um, I'll sometimes take like some of my, um, you know, best friends from like from JavaScript LA um, and we'll go out together to the other meetup group and just network and introduce ourselves. Um, but we'll write down like, okay, they could have done pair programming or they could have done whiteboarding or whatever. And then we'll write down these ideas. And again, we'll go to another group and we'll check it out. And if we see like there's a certain thing that, you know, all these groups are doing, but they're not doing what we want to do, then we'll make that version of the meetup. And then we'll invite a lot of people from our own list, or let's say it's a brand new list, right? Like you're like, it's completely new, separate from the group that we have today. Then um, what I'll do is I'll just go and make a post about it, you know, on a separate site. Like, so I'll do meetup, or I'll just do Eventbrite, or I'll do a Facebook, you know, um, I'll do like an Instagram post and that's like the um, hot thing now, like, you know, just do some advertising and just see who wants to come. I'll throw up like a little form, you know, on a website and get people to sign up. And then if they're interested, you know, then I'll know, okay, like there's 20 or 30 people who are potentially interested in this idea. Can we get a sponsor? If we can't, right, if you're a brand new group, more likely you're not gonna get a sponsor right off the bat. But what you might get is somebody who's interested in the idea. And so if you can talk to them enough about that idea, right? Like it might be an entrepreneur, it might be a business, it might be a recruiting firm, it might be your actual local company nearby. Whoever it is though, if you can talk to that person and just talk to them for like a half hour, you can probably get them to hold your meetup and then you can have it like there. And then if you can hold a meetup at that particular office and you've got 20 to 30 people interested in it, then all that's left is just to execute the meetup according to you know, all your notes and your plans and make it successful, right? Like, so you just go there, even if you have to be the person to lead the meetup most of the time. And I really believe in that 80-20 rule where you have to put in 80% of the work in order to get any kind of result, 20% of the results back, like 20% engagement, if you will. Sure. Um, basically, that's that's just how it has to be from the beginning. But the more you show interest in it, right, it comes from you, right? Like if you're the leader or if you're the group of leaders, if you're the people who are really interested in that particular meetup and its success, right? Like for myself, like I'm working on a hackathon meetup, right? So I'm interested in its success. So when I have people come to these meetups, I want to make sure that they're happy too, like, and they feel like it was worth their time. Because that's how I know, okay, these 20 people who RSVP'd for this particular event are gonna now like come, I can count on them showing up the next time and the next time and the next time and the next time. And then of course, it'll just start, you know, spreading like wildfire, if you will. 
um, because if people have a good time, they're going to tell others and they're going to invite others. And then sponsors get excited on the back end. And, you know, then before you know it, you have a pretty good group. How exactly are you measuring success then? Are you just measuring it based on uh, how many people return or is there other measurements that you're using as well? So, yeah, that's a good question. So we look at a lot of different things, right? So we have, um, you know, all of these tools like meetup.com, Eventbrite, you know, we look at things like, um, you know, people attending, uh, number of signups. Um, we'll also, you know, check people in, like when they come to a meetup uh, using the Eventbrite forms or the Eventbrite app. And then, you know, afterwards, we'll use things like polls. And usually we'll put all that data like into like, you know, maybe an Excel sheet or like, you know, some kind of, you know, database or whatever. And then we'll, we'll analyze that and we'll just kind of say, okay, these are the people who have come consistently and these are the people who we can count on. And so those are like our, you know, quote unquote, like our <laughs> best fans, right? And so we'll sure. make sure that we email them and we know they're already excited about the group, but we'll have them kind of like help us like vouch for the group. And, you know, we'll ask them to share the email or share, you know, the group word of mouth. And, you know, for the people who like really help us out, you know, we kind of like give them like, you know, a free t-shirt or stickers, or sometimes we just kind of like help them get more visibility with whatever it is that they're trying to do. Maybe they have an open source project or, um, you know, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, people who want to be on the YouTube channel now. And so like, we've made it a little bit harder to do meetups with us and get on the YouTube channel, but it's a good thing because we want people to be a little bit more, you know, um, helpful to JavaScript LA if we're going to help them out in the back end. So those are little things that we do. And yeah, when we look at the stats at the end of the month, though, we kind of see, okay, yeah, you know, I think these are the people we can count on. These are the people who flake a lot. And by flaking, I mean people who say they're going to come, but they never show up and they have a history of doing it. If that's the case, then, you know, I'd, I don't like saying it out loud, but eventually those people get waitlisted. And I think that's a common thing. I've talked to other meetup organizers around um, LA and Orange County, and they kind of do the same things too, right? Like if you're, because ultimately it's, if you think it a bit like this way, if we're putting all this work to organize the meetup, you know, pay for your food and drink, and you're saying you're going to come, but then you don't come, it's kind of like you wasted it's, I would equate it, right? Like I paid for your yeah. dinner <laughs> and sure. you didn't show. <laughs> you were a no-show. Yeah. So that's kind of like Seems how fair. we feel. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like our stat story. So when, so when you're organizing these meetups, um, how, how do you prevent it from becoming, I guess, the VJ show every, every time? How do, you, how do you encourage people to come speak at your group? Great question. Yeah, for a long time, it was the VJ show, um, especially at the beginning. Um, I was always sort of just kind of like start leading off with you know, questions on programming. Um, I think what you have to do is you have to, you know, a lot of people are scared. That's what I, I learned, you know, doing these meetups. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. A lot of people are scared. 
like when you um you know hold a meetup there's this fear right like i had the fear i still have the fear that like i'm going to say something and somebody out there is going to be like that guy's an idiot <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> i still have that me fear out all the time <laughs> yeah um imposter syndrome if you will yeah um you know and i always worry like when you know like companies come like big companies like you know oh, like, yeah. okay disney or farmers like they show up and then their people like you know start <laughs> chatting with me to see how much i know and trying to size me up um you know at some point though you just kind of have to like like so uh, for my advice to myself is i always tell myself like okay just get over it you know you just got to go through it but when i talk to people at the group right it's a little different i don't i'm not as like hardcore or strong as i am on myself um to people who are at the group because they could take it the wrong way right like i don't want people yeah. to be offended i'm somebody who can come off a little bit brusque or like you know maybe a little bit too strong worded but sure. when i talk to people um you know i try to like you know encourage them to you know maybe ask a question at the group right like they come to the meetup and all night they just kind of sit in a corner <laughs> and they don't yeah. do anything right like they just kind of sit there and take notes and so like i'll maybe ask them a question hey what did you think about this particular thing and let them speak you know and sometimes like you know they won't say anything or they'll just kind of like sure. give like a very short answer but then like after the meetup too like i'll come and talk to them and just ask them hey what did you think you know outside of everybody else looking at them and sometimes yeah. they'll get a really more detailed answer and so a lot of times too like when i find that people they come to the meetup and they like so sometimes people will come to the meetup and they'll say i haven't real i have a lot of interest in this you know particular topic vj like i really liked what you're talking about with you know angular js but i i just don't even understand like you know how to use the command line <laughs> i say there's no problem let's talk about it and then you know i'll i'll help them out or you know like we'll i'll sure. invite them to something else and then eventually you know they feel like okay yeah this is this is a good group like again that's my theme right consistently I always make people yep. feel like they're learning something so yep. eventually what happens is yeah like these people themselves will come to me later and say hey vj i really liked what you were talking about angular or i really liked this topic you talked about on promises can i present you know on generators do you think that would be okay and i'm like yeah go for it i'd love to you know have sure. you talk about this particular topic yeah so that's i think that's like one of the great things that we do with this group um the other thing too is obviously like you know i reach out to people like yourself nick i mean like i i'm so glad that you presented at our group because you know i feel like you have a lot of um you know great insight you've been working you know um at various cool companies um and you know like the things that you've talked about and shared with our group you know like you you remember too i i remember learning fuse was really big turnout yeah yeah this uh this year will be my what is it my third time down there at your group mm -hmm. so yeah, i mean that i've been a few times yeah everybody really liked what you had to say you know um about i think you were doing a lot of no sql talks at that time yeah um sometimes 
And um, yeah, you know, like you also, I, I think the new thing that you're working on is, you know, if I'm allowed to say it, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, go whole, ahead. No, the whole Node.js robot stuff, you know, I think that's really yeah, awesome. the IoT stuff. Mm -hmm. IoT um, stuff. And, and as a presenter, let me let me bring this up. So since I present and uh, talking about the whole developer fear, I guess, of of presenting in front of the group. Um, at the end of the day, the these meetups. These are not during business hours. These are these are events that people are are going to on their own time because they're interested in learning something. They're there because they know that that what they want to learn about is is the topic of the meetup. So being afraid that they're going to challenge you or do any of that stuff, uh, I, I wouldn't be too too worried about it because they they've come to to learn, right? Right, right. And I think you know, like you kind of have to you know, assess everybody. Not everybody sure. who comes to the meetup group is, you know, a junior per se, or, sure. you know, like somebody who like is scared. <laughs> Sometimes you will actually have people who are very, you know, um, talented come. And again, this is what I was saying, right? Like, even though they're talented and they show up, they still probably have that fear too, that maybe they're missing out on something. Um, like we've had people from Facebook sometimes come, you know, like I remember like in 2013 or 14, maybe we had somebody um, who was one of the contributors to like React, like sure. the original language, like show up. And, you know, he was really interested in seeing what we were talking about. And I can't, um say names here but like you know i can definitely just say that you know he was really impressed with what we were talking about at that time and he felt like we were on the right track so that's encouraging too you know um i feel like when when sort of, i i don't know like I, in my own mind i call them um like the god card right <laughs> i don't know like sure. it's like a game talk right like when somebody like at the God level shows up at your group, like Douglas Crockford for one, right? He showed up at our group um, in Orange County and that was pretty awesome of him. Um, but he showed up at our group and he talked, he gave a talk on, um, you know, uh, character encodings and, you sure. know, it's a fun talk, but he really liked what we were doing with the group and he felt, you know, yeah. that, you know, we should keep, you know, going with the directions that we're yeah. going in. He only had his, you know, advice to give, you know, and I, I was really appreciative of that. And so sure, it's great I don't, having both I sides. Don't, I don't know if I, I would uh, use uh, the God card. That's, that might lead to a, a negative culture. But yeah, if, if you've got influencers there uh, that um, are giving you feedback, it, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm talking purely from like, you know, like a video game character, right? Like a video sure. game perspective, yeah. right? You don't always get like the like imagine you're playing like, you know, some the celebrities. You know, yeah, exactly, right? Like you get like a celebrity showing up at once in a while. It's a yeah. rare thing. It doesn't happen all the time. But if sure. a celebrity shows up and, you know, they say that you're doing a great job, that's always really reassuring. So, like I feel like Absolutely. That, that's a great thing. So, so while since we're going to Bring this uh, episode to a close shortly. I want to ask you if you've had like since you run two very successful groups. I think they have over two thousand people uh, in participation. What would you say are some of the greatest success stories that you've had with your group? 
Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Do you have it? Do you have any? There, Maybe just one. There's a I'm lot. Sure you have many. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, so like just you know off the top of my head, you know like we've had, um, obviously like a lot of the the big one that I like to like talk about all the time is that, you know we've had um, plenty of people, dozens of people come through the group, do beat up talks, and then you know, go on to get hired at like pretty cool companies. Um, and that's like a recurring theme over and over. Um, you know, I don't know if I need, I'm allowed to give out names of everybody, but like, I know I, that, I wouldn't give out yeah. names. Definitely yeah. don't give out names. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like that's, that's, um, that's like one of the things I'm like most proud about, like, is that, you know, like a lot of people start off very humble beginnings and then, you know, like they go on to get, um, you know, full-time job at like some cool companies, um, you know, farmers, uh, one of our sponsors, you know, told us that, you know, like they have hired a lot of great, uh, candidates from JavaScript LA, um, you know, even, you know, earlier when we worked with, um, I think, uh, you know, so like hack reactor used to tell us that, you know, like a lot of the people coming in were, um, you know, really, really talented people. And, you know, they were, I'm extremely happy to have those people also apply to Hack Reactor because you know Hack Reactor has kind of like a hard admissions rate. Yeah. Um, I think like they only like bring in 20% of the people who apply. And I remember like uh, to, around the beginning like of the group, like one of my friends who was coming to the group like sort of challenged me and said, "Hey, you know, um, if I hang around your group and you help me, um, do you think I could get into Hack Reactor?" And I was like. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> so we used to practice JavaScript a lot together and we got him into Hack Reactor. And then, you know, afterwards, like um, he is to this day still like doing extremely well. He, um, you know, I think he makes salary like probably more than me at this point. <laughs> I think he's wow. definitely high up in the six figures. So, you know, he's awesome. um, doing really well. So, so yeah, you know, there's a lot of great stuff. I mean, on top of that too, you know, like, like I said, we have this um, people coming from, you know, uh, various, you know, companies uh, have showered love on us. Um, Zillow is really interested in working with us at this time. Um, you know, I, I get a lot of like freebies from AT&T. Um, they send us a whole bunch of Amazon gift cards um, in, uh, they have invited us also from over time time again to come check out like their Warner Brothers Studios um, tours and be part of the Shape, um, you know, hackathon series. Sure. So I, I only feel like it's, you know, even though we've been doing it for five years, like I feel like it's only going to get better and better and better. The more like we, you know, continue to just, you know, focus on just making sure that, you know, people are are learning, right, Nick? Like they're learning and um they're uh able to network and meet you know people from great companies and then you know go from being sort of like you know a nobody in the world to actually having some credibility actually being able to do a meetup actually be able to talk about something so i guess like for people listening in you know if you're interested in javascript la um you know even if you don't live in la or orange county still check out you know the youtube channel youtube.com slash JavaScript LA. Um, and, you know, if you're a Slack person or a Discord person, um, we have those uh, channels available if you want to chat 
on either platform um, and just, you know, get to know some of the people, you know, in the group, get to know myself as well. Um, you know, if you're somebody who um, is kind of like still learning JavaScript and you're not really sure, you know, one of the things we want to do is be able to give you, you know, help like training videos and, you know, books that you can read. Um, I myself have, you know, started um, writing and I recently also uh, pushed out a book. Um, it's in its first first iteration. So again, I have a fear, right? Like that people may not like yeah. the book, but I encourage everybody to just, you know, take it for what it is, um, read it. Right now you can read it for free on Kindle. Um, can, if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's called uh, Survive Programming, A Guide to ES6. And it was written for people who, you know, are coming primarily from like a background where they used jQuery all the time, right? They're primarily LAMP stack. Like that's that's my background. That's what I did for years. And so I remember being stumped about ES6. But so if you're somebody like that, you can read the book. Um, and again, though, like if you want to get involved with this community or maybe you want to start a community too, like you want to, you know, start your own meetup group or whatever you know, in a different area, you know, contact me and um, I'd be, I'd love to share like more ideas. Um, maybe, you know, get to know your ideas. Maybe we can help each other out. And so, um, what's yeah. the best way to get in contact with you? Are you on Twitter? Or do you prefer email? Um, how should people reach out? So my email address is um, for email people at least is uh, VJ, V-I-J-A-Y at JavaScript LA net and if you want to get in touch with me you know through other means like social media you can definitely um, send me a tweet at javascript la on twitter and then you can also reach out to me on instagram i know that's like sort of like hot new thing um, so for instagram our url is a little different um, we chose javascript ninja and so that's at JavaScript Ninja. And that was mainly because we wanted to start to emphasize that, you know, we're not just LA, we're also around the world. So at this point, we're kind of, you know, trying some things out with branding and seeing uh, if, you know, sure. we can expand a little bit. So three ways to contact us. You can also visit our website, www.javascriptla.net. And, um, you know, you get more of a sense about the community. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on the show, VJ. Um, I'm going to add all of this stuff to the show notes so that way people will uh, definitely be able to see what you're up to and, and even get in contact and join your, your community. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate you having me on the show today. And this was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to having you stop by in September. And, you know, let's come up with more cool things we can do together. I hope you found what VJ had to say useful when it comes to being a part of a developer community. I want to further echo that being a part of a developer community is hugely beneficial towards your, the future of your career uh, because you learn a lot of great things uh, when it comes to technology and technology changes very fast so it's, it helps you keep up. It's a great way to network with like professionals uh, and establish your own professional network so that way if you ever need to find a new uh, job or career path, 
you have a network of people that you can reach out to that know you personally. Um, and not only that, but like I said previously, if you are nervous about uh, talking to people in public or you're nervous about talking to people in an interview process, if you present at your local meetup and you try to work towards expanding upon your your professional speaking skills, it, it helps a lot. You, it'll take you much further than you than you currently are. If you found this episode useful, it would mean a lot to me if you left it a five-star rating and a review that said something nice about the episode or what you learned or how it might be beneficial to other people who might be interested in the same material. If you're looking to join my meetup community, I actually have a meetup group, like I said on the show. Uh, my meetup is in Tracy, California in the United States. It's called Tracy Devs. So you can access it at tracydevs.com. And that concludes episode number 30 of the Polyglot Developer Podcast.